Hey everyone, welcome to episode 92 of the Twim Show. This is your host Sajid Islam and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of January 17, 2022. So today, first off, we're going to start with uh, Google Ads. Google Ads has not released any new feature. It's just that they, are re- they revamped an existing feature, which is the experiments page. Uh, now, if you run Google Ads and if you haven't heard of the experiments page, then you should definitely take a look at it. Uh, this is a very helpful tool within Google Ads. Uh, what this experiments page does is that it helps you to answer these questions. Say, what if... I ran my campaigns as, say, automated bidding versus the manual bidding I'm doing right now. Would I see a different result? So what you would do is you'd uh, carve out experiments and then obviously you'd uh, devise an experiment and then you would uh, assign a dollar amount. So say you would say 80% of my budget will run on the current algorithm which is manual bidding and then I want to divert 20% of my budget towards this experiment which is automated bidding and I want to see the results and when you do that you can see the you know and you can decide if this new uh, if this experiment was successful or not and then you would be able to say okay fine this was successful let me copy it over so then where the new feature comes in is now with one click you'd be able to copy over the experiment campaign into your active campaign right without having to redo everything in the past it was a very manual work Uh, so google has just made it easier now I went into great details to cover this only because I want you to use experiments. If you're working with an advertiser, Google Ads advertiser or Google Ads marketing person, you want to definitely ask them if they use experiments, if so, when. And if the person says they have not heard of experiments and cannot explain to you what it is, that's not that's probably the advertiser market here you should not be working with. Okay, so that's the key takeaway for this update. With that, let's move on to the next update. Uh, the next update is Google Search Console now includes desktop page ex- uh, page experience uh, score. Now, this is something we have covered in the past uh, quite a bit in the last year. What this is all about is first Google rolled out mobile page experiments. We covered it in the past stream show. And now Google is rolling out uh, desktop page experiment score. And what this basically allows, this score it shows you is uh, it can... It measures or calculates the score from three different, uh, you know, areas. One is <clears throat> what they call it uh, LCP, last content uh, display, uh, FID, first uh, input uh, time, the time it takes to input a form or a field uh, or a keystroke into any of the form, and cumulative layout score, right? Uh, like how good is your layout for search engine? Do you really should worry about these three uh, scores? Absolutely, because this is going to affect your SEO. And if your score is really poor, then obviously you're not going to show up on uh, SEO. And if it's good, obviously Google is going to show it. By the way, uh, I think FID is, I made a mistake. FID is your first input delay. How long does it take for the page to render so that you can enter the uh, first uh, keystroke? Anyway, uh, they also look at other aspects such as HTTPS security, like do you have SSL turned on, HTTPS, and things like that. Do you have pop-ups, too many pop-ups? Uh, obviously, that's going to count against you. Uh, 
pop-ups such as, you know, a warning, hey, uh, we have, uh, you know, we are collecting cookies. Those are uh, permissible. Google doesn't count that against you because that's required by law. And that's something we have again covered in the past in our dream shows. Uh, And this is one of the reasons you want to listen to our podcast on a regular basis because we keep bringing you the things you should know to help you get uh, traction in marketing. Anyway, coming back to this topic, uh, so this is all you need to know. If you are not keeping an eye on the score or if you're not using Google Search Console, this is a good time to use it because, you know, the Google is going to start rolling out, uh, start using uh, page experience score on desktop starting, I think, uh, sometime in February. They haven't given an exact date and then uh, they're going to end it out in um, end of March. So you do have some bit of a time, but uh, get ahead of the ball and get move, things moving. Talking about uh, SEO, uh, there is one new development, which is Yoast. Uh, Yoast is now, and Yoast is basically a uh, SEO provider, they allow you, and they're primarily in the WordPress space where they have allowed you to kind of, you know, uh, when you create a blog or a page, uh, you have a Yoast plugin and it will tell you how good your scores are uh, in terms of um, SEO point of view. Uh, Again, is this something you can do without a Yoast? Absolutely. Yoast just makes it easy, right? There are like, you know, hints and forms and things that guides you and do it. So Yoast is now coming up with an app for people on Shopify. Yay. Uh, again, this is something, you know, happening because if you have, if you've been following our podcast, you know how Shop, now Google has partnered with Shopify, Bing has partnered with Shopify. Uh, they're taking your product page on Shopify into different search engine and Yoast is just basically adding more stuff. Um, adding a capability into that whole offering is that now when you have a Shopify page, you can add the Yoast, uh, Yoast app on Shopify, which is about $30 a month, and it will tell you how good your page is from an SEO standpoint. Now, is Yoast 100% accurate? Absolutely no. And why that is, is because Yoast is not Google, right? Yoast does what it thinks is what Google knows. Again, Google does publish a fair amount of information. And you're going to see that one of those information today towards the end of this show. But what I want to tell you is Yoast is not like shooting in the dark. They have, they've been in the business for a while. They've gathered some good practices and they says, you know what, these are, this is what a page should have. These are the tags it should have. This is what you need to have. And these are the attributes you need to have. This is what you need to do. So it guides you and helps you. All those things that you'd probably not be able to get it done uh, right out of the gate if you didn't have a hire an SEO person. So with that, that's all about Yoast. So if you're on Shopify or if you know someone on Shopify, make sure you tell them, hey, Yoast, there is an app called Yoast that they can add on and help them surface uh, on Google organically. Now, at some point, you know, there's only so many pages can show up on the first page, but that's a discussion for another day. With that, let's move on to the next update, which is a great, actually, question. Uh Google's John Mueller actually explained why SEO or site migrations are hard. Now, what do I mean by that? Say, we rank very highly for uh, Google Ads experts uh, and our site is marketandgrow.com. Tomorrow, we decided, hey, we're going to change our site to, say, from marketandgrow.com to, say, xyzdigital.com. And if we change it, obviously, we are going to lose our site ranking. Right, uh, or you would think we should not lose it because we're the same site. We are moving from marketandgrow.com to xyzdigital.com. Why should we lose our search? Because we have already been ranked and we are already in first page of Google. Well, Google's John Mueller says that's not as easy as you think it is because 
Uh, obviously, they have indexes, and each indexes that needs to be updated, so it takes time, uh, and it sometimes it takes months to up to a year. Uh, John Mueller does go into in depth and says, you know, we have a site migration guide. By the way, this link is in the show notes page, so you definitely want to check it out. Uh, he says there is a site guide, migration guide, documentation, you should check it out. But at a high level, he says there are four things you should monitor. One is, first of all, do your research, right? Uh, take account of all the old URLs and the, what the newer URLs are going to be. Implement uh, migrations. Probably you have to do some uh, 301 redirects. You have to do internal redirects, uh, internal updates. And then monitor the migration, make sure everything is done. And then keep checking the Google Search Console and see uh, that this is done. Uh, so, But overall, the reason uh, this is I'm covering is because a lot of people do migrate uh, websites, uh, migrate uh, you know domains, uh, and they may be affected by this. And this is something I learned, something new, uh, you know, all the in-details stuff, like, you know, there is a site migration guide documentation that if you, and this has been there for since 2014, so it's an eight-year-old documentation, and they've been, Google's John Mueller says that, it's, that we are updating it, okay? So now you know uh, how to do a proper site migration. And obviously, if you are doing it or you know someone doing it, refer them back to this episode of the podcast, to this update, and then they can click the link and follow through the, you know, go down the rabbit hole. With that, the last update for this week is that Google has released a new tag for the robots. Again, robots are basically the crawlers that come to your website in the middle of the night or sometime during the day and indexes, reads your page and indexes your page. So the new tag is called index if embedded, right? So what this robots tag, uh, Google, this is for you to use when you have embedded content on your page and you want Google to either... Uh, index it or don't want to index it. So because now you can say, Sajid, why would I do an embed tags? I mean, there are multiple reasons. Like, for example, uh, we take the Twim Show podcast and we embed this podcast into our website, right? It's an index. And so we could use a tag like index if embedded and say yes. So that way the crawler knows, hey, we want this uh, the page within a page to be indexed. Or we could say, no, sense, don't index it, leave it separate. So it's totally giving you a flexibility, and I see a lot of websites these days uh, do uh, embed a page within a page through the use of iframe. Uh, or they do that, like for example, if I want to put a booking book book a time link into our page, and instead of having that user go from our website to a third party website, say Calendly, right? We could embed the page within our that page book now page, and we probably say, hey. You don't need to index this page. Or maybe you do want to index this page. It's up to you. Like maybe you have a LinkedIn article that you want to embed into your page, right? So there are multiple reasons why you may want to do it or you don't want to do it. But that option is up to you to control right now uh, without deciding whether this will get uh, indexed or not. Okay, folks? Uh, so that's it. For this week, folks, uh, now if you find value in this podcast or if you think this was helpful, do me a favor, uh, give us a like, thumbs up, uh, share it with your friends. Uh, I definitely could use your help in getting this podcast to other people, bringing in more listeners. Again, I appreciate you listening. I know your time is valuable. With that, I'm signing off for this week. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.